rocking with the best. Purgin yellow, purgin yellow, purgin yellow, purgin yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back titles. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here, man. Welcome to Big Baby Sports, man. I got very special guest, Nick Hamilton from Netcast Media and uh, Sirius XF, man. How's it going, man? Thank you for coming on. All right, I'm good, man. Nightcast Media is in the building. What's going on? Not much, man. Uh, we got uh, some breaking news, man. Um, break it here on Big Baby Sports, man. Dwight confirmed to me that they will not be bringing him back, man. So where's your thoughts about Dwight not coming back to Lakers? And also, how do you feel like the Lakers are going to do in this free agency? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised because I think, you know, I think they're trying to move in a different direction. And I think they want to kind of get away from certain elements. Um, and it's unfortunate because I thought Dwight Howard did a, a really solid job last season uh, with the Lakers. So it would be interesting to see who, who they get to fill that role. But I don't think they want to be able to do a whole lot in free agency because they're financially strapped with the cap. Um, which, again, a decision that was made last season that was going to continue to uh, be a thorn in their side even moving forward as long as they got the the services of Russell Westbrook uh, when it comes to, you know, getting him into the, the, the mix. So I think it was a terrible mistake from day one. I still say this is arguably one of the worst trades in Laker history, um, and it's going to go down as such because, yeah, he had decent numbers last season, but he just doesn't fit the system. He doesn't fit the system. Um, he's statistically the worst three-point shooter in NBA history, yet he continues to jack up threes at random. We saw him jacking up shots, hitting the back iron of the basket. The dude threw up so much, so many bricks, I thought he worked at Home Depot. Uh, I mean, the way that he was just going up and down the floor and just nonchalant about it most times. And I think that's what pissed a lot of Laker fans off was the fact that he was just so nonchalant and told the fans, so what? You know, I'm going home. Y'all y'all could take the loss. I'm going home like it was no big deal. And that's never been the Laker way, especially um, coming off of the heels of the late great Kobe Bryant, how he approached the game and how Kobe was so emphatically uh, determined to make sure that every game counted, no matter where they were going to the playoffs, not going to the playoffs, in the playoffs, competing for championships. That's how he took his approach. I mean, even you didn't you didn't get LeBron James with that that careless type of attitude, even in losses of games. Um, you know, LeBron tried to try to politic it as far as trying to kind of keep the peace amongst the locker room. But even LeBron, you saw LeBron being pissed off at times by them losing uh, games that they should have won. And so that's not the attitude of the Laker way. And I think Russell Westbrook was just so happy to be back in L.A. He thought L.A. was just going to roll out the red carpet for him, and and that's not the case. Um, Russell West brick, um, as he's more affectionately called as, as played just as that, uh, fans have criticized him rightfully. So those of us in the media have criticized him rightfully. So, um, so I think, you know, all in all, not to get off on the tangent, but all in all, I think that this Lakers season is not going to be too much different, uh, than the previous season. Hopefully Anthony Davis, AKA street clothes 
could stay healthy and stay on the court, but I doubt that very seriously. I gave him an over-under of 55 games this season to play uh, because I just don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy. I think he's just injury-prone for whatever reason. It's unfortunate because when he's on the floor, he's an absolute force to be reckoned with. Um, but LeBron James has a, you know, played a complete season uh, in quite some time because he's getting old. He's entering his 20th season, um, so that's to be expected as well. So I don't know how much they can expect to have even if they do make the first round of the playoffs, they're going to get bounced because they just don't have the pieces needed uh, to compete. And Lord help you if you lose Malik Monk to a bigger deal, that's really going to put you in, in a bind. Uh, I've seen reports that they're going after Victor Oladipo, but I don't think Victor Oladipo is going to accept that mid-level exception, especially after he turned down the similar type of offer in Miami uh, because he's looking for more money and better real estate. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that, man. And, uh, like with last year, man, was a terrible season. You know, Westbrook terrible year, man. And like I like a lot of people are saying, oh, Lakers gonna trade Westbrook. Like, how can they get rid of that contract? You think they should attach those two first round picks and get them off their salary, or do you think they should just write it out and let have another terrible year? Because here's the thing, LeBron has not signed that extension yet. In my personal opinion, man, I feel like he's gonna leave. Because I did tweet something about him leaving and he put hallelujah. <laughs> you know, so Yeah. So Yeah, that, I did. Yeah, I remember I saw that. So it's like <laughs> Is it because like why like why do you want LeBron to leave in the sense of that like can you explain well, a little bit more about that? Here's the thing, look, it's time for LeBron to go. I mean, you if you really want to build towards a championship, and and there's nine million voices around Jeannie's head that are trying to guide her in different directions, which is never good, mm-hmm. uh, because you need somebody who's going to have the complete say so, and that you have confidence that's going to make the complete say so uh, when it's all said and done. Yes, there are pieces in place like Rob Palenka, who's a general manager. Um, obviously he has a say so, but LeBron tends to run teams, not name the Miami Heat. We've seen what he's we tried to do in Miami. Pat Riley had to put his foot down. Um, and the guy once the godfather speaks, everybody else listens. But when you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers and what they've been able to deal with LeBron, you know, before the decision, post the decision, yes, they won a world a world championship, but look at the aftermath after. Same thing with this Laker team. Um, this Laker team is going to have to rebuild rather quickly if they're going to be in contention for an NBA championship and be able to lure another superstar that is much younger and more in their prime uh, to pair up with Anthony Davis, because you're going to be stuck with Anthony Davis for the foreseeable future. Um, if you can get Westbrook off the books, if you can get LeBron James off the books and move on, yes, there are going to be some growing pains, much like how we witnessed the, after the departure of Kobe Bryant, even mm-hmm. during the departure of Kobe Bryant that last year, the Lakers, the last couple of those last couple of years weren't that great. Uh, but you got a chance to see a, 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 a a, a Hall of Famer in the making um, at that point, but the, with LeBron James, it's like okay, move on. It's time. Look, you got it. You got a championship. You made sure that Lakers got back to prominence in that regard. That's great. But you haven't done jack crap since. Um, and and it's time to move on. It's time to it's just to scrap everything and move forward. The experiment was sim- was a similar was a, a moderate success, I should say. Uh, now it's time to move on, man, and get younger. Look around the league, read the room, see what other teams are doing to for them to be successful and start to mimic that and then amplify it as far as saying, okay, we're going to take this star or that star and try to lure them to the Lakers. That's something the Lakers have always done. Uh, way back from, you know, Kareem uh, on down, they've always lured, been able to lure other stars or superstars to Los Angeles, but they're not going to be able to do that with LeBron James hanging in the wings because LeBron – you know, it, it is is LeBron James. Um, and so you got to clear the way 
in order for that to happen if you're serious. And I don't think the Lakers are going to win another championship within the next five or six years. I think it's going to take that long for them to get back into contention because they got a lot of things to do. Front house needs to be cleared out. Uh, there's, I don't see the, I don't see what, what is the reason why the Rambuses are even in the fold? I understand they're friends of Jeannie Buss, but friends in business are two different things. Jeannie needs to make, needs to make absolutely certain that she is the one in control. We know she's the owner. I think she's a brilliant businesswoman, but she has not displayed the qualities of an owner that knows what to do and how to go about doing it and being this, the, the, the lasting impression, uh, that people look, when you look at Mickey Arison, when you look at, um, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, when you when you look at the owner of the Clippers, you you see, you know, even Mark Cuban with the Dallas Mavericks, you know who the ownership is. You know that 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 is the final word. Yes, they have people that they consult with. Yes, they have general managers and vice presidents and basketball operations and things of that nature. But you know exactly who is going to do what. You know exactly when the final say so comes down. That's who it's going to go to. Like I said, you look at Miami, you look at Pat Riley, and then there's Mickey Arison, and then obviously sky's the limit. But you know what the chain of command is. With the Lake, with this Lakers front office, we don't know what truly the chain of command is because there's so many voices. I mean, it's like an Eminem song. These voices, these voices in my head. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I don't yeah. understand how Laker myopics out there are, are sent up there really seriously believe that this team can contend for a championship by running it back. And do you honestly think, I mean, congratulations to Darvin Ham, but do you honestly think that Darvin Ham is going to force Russell Westbrook to sit on the bench, much like we've seen Greg Popovich do the, the great Tim Duncan or Mano Ginobili at times when they weren't playing well or playing within the system, or even when Phil Jackson sat down Kobe and told Kobe to go have a seat when he wasn't playing well, didn't want to listen to his direction. You're not going to get that from Darvin Ham. You may get that with the younger players or the bench warmers. You may get that with them, mm-hmm. but you're not going to you're not going to convince Russell Westbrook to sit up there and to come off the bench. I mean, hell, look how much convincing it took for Carmelo Anthony to realize he needed to come off the bench on a team before he decided to say, okay, you know what? Maybe I should come off the bench because maybe I'm past my prime. I don't think Russell is, is stepping into reality. I think Russell still thinks he's the Russell of five or six years ago. No, this guy is a habitual stat pattern. That's why he was able to get the triple-double award in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is a guy that has played the same exact way his entire career. Do you honestly think he's not going to go kicking and screaming and bitching and moaning about coming off the bench when he's always been the guy and the guy guy on most teams that has led the charge? Good luck with that. Yeah, most definitely, man. I feel like Wester Westbrook, man, is gonna he's gonna come back like you said, and it's just gonna be another same thing. Westbrook's probably not gonna buy in, even though he, there's reports that he's buying in. He ain't gonna buy in. You know, I'm keeping it real, man. You know, we should have traded him. We should never be traded for him. You know, we should have just kept Kuzma, kept KCP, and go from there. And we should have brought our team back when we won the championship in the bubble. We should have brought those veteran players back because we had chemistry. When we got Westbrook, you know what pissed me off? Westbrook, him saying he has no expectations coming into the season, like. That pissed me well, off. I mean, but you black basketball player. But you got to look at LeBron. Who do you think yeah. wanted him? Who who kicked and screamed to get West to get Westbrook in here? LeBron. It was LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. LeBron, you got to give some of this blame to LeBron James too. Yeah. Because LeBron is the one that went to front office and kicked and screamed and demanded and everything else to say we want Russell Westbrook. We want 
this guy, instead of getting DeMar DeRozan and Buddy Hill, which which statistically, excuse me, mm-hmm. you have to align LeBron and surround him with shooters. That's the way he's the most effective. And if you don't have that, mm-hmm. then you're not going to win. You're not going to be successful. And they passed on that. And look what DeMar DeRozan did in Chicago, by the way. Yeah, Just he did saying. really good. He did really good, you know, and it's unfortunate. But uh, we – we had the opportunity to get Buddy Hill for Kuzma and Montrose Hill, and they got nixed. And I feel like LeBron said, "Get Russell Westbrook; it's going to work." And then it didn't work. And it's like just Russell Westbrook body language this season rubs people the wrong way. LeBron looks sometimes looks disinterested. You know what I mean? He looks very disinterested sometimes. You know, and I to be honest, man, I feel like it's his last season, man. I feel like the Lakers should just go ahead and trade him, get some value, and move on. But that's how I feel because he, you know, how LeBron doesn't like to tell the front office if he's going to stay; he just bounces and leaves. You know. He done that Miami and Cleveland. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean, you're not going to trade LeBron James. Let's be clear. That's not going to happen. You have a better chance of trading uh, uh, Russ during the trade deadline because mm-hmm. maybe you could probably find a third team with an expiring contract to be able to try to pay some of that contract off mm-hmm. since a lot of it will be eaten up by the time the trade deadline comes. So maybe you can you can lure a third team and maybe package up just the THT to go along with it. And don't have to give up those first those future first round picks, which they mm-hmm. they, they want to hold on to uh so desperately. So I think it it'll be interesting to see what happens at the trade deadline. But come, you know, media day, opening day, whatever you want to call it, I think zero will be on the sidelines in purple and gold. Oh, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, man. We gotta take, you know, go with the punches and keep it pushing, you know. And if Westbrook does come back, and here's the thing. Like I know you took that forty-seven million dollar contract extension. One more, like a player option. Like if he does, if I don't know, man, just if it doesn't fit, why are we bringing him back? If it doesn't fit, you you, you think <laughs> like if it doesn't fit, why are you bringing him back? A lot of a lot of Westbrook fans say, "Oh, it's fit. It's not his fault." Well, didn't he? He had one of the worst seasons as a player, you know. So it's like if it's not gonna work the first time, why would it make work the second time? Westbrook is gonna probably get into a Darvin Ham. You know, Darham says he's going to keep everybody accountable. I feel like Westbrook doesn't like to be held accountable, in my personal opinion. What do you think? You know what? It's so hilarious to watch people like yourself and other Laker fans. are so frustrating. It is It is absolutely comical. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not laughing at you because you're my guy. Yeah. But what I will say is other Laker fans and Laker myopics out there that get on my damn nerves, yeah. it is so hilarious to watch y'all just so thirsty it's so frustrating at the same time. You're so thirsty that you want every player, every star player, every every bench warmer that comes on the wire. You guys want him. I have. What? But when? When? What? Why are y'all so thirsty now? I've never. I, even when I used to be a Laker fan, yeah, Laker fans were never that thirsty. They were so happy to get a first round pick. When has that happened? And then it went from being thirsty for a first round pick to now being thirsty for a coach. Then being thirsty for a superstar to come. Oh, breaking news, nobody- breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Kevin Durant has requested the trade out of Brooklyn. Breaking news. Holy shit. Um, so Kyrie. I got two. I got two places for him. Go ahead. That is crazy. Phoenix so, and Miami. Phoenix makes sense, but does this mean Kyrie's gonna stay now? Mm. He could. Well, here's the thing. Damn. That's Kyrie Kyrie lost his leverage, so he had to opt back in. But now he, he really lost the leverage because now it's up to the Brooklyn Nets to hold on to him. Because if they do decide to trade Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The reports are accurate. And they do yeah, decide to trade. Mr. They do, okay, they do decide to, to trade Kevin Durant. Like I said, there are only two destinations that I'm, I can see Kevin Durant wanting to go to. One happens to, well, possibly three, but at least two for certain. That's the Phoenix Suns because you can trade Deion. You can do a sign and trade for DeAndre Ayton. You get Kevin Durant to go along with, with, with uh, Devin Booker. You go along with Chris Paul for another year, Cameron Payne and those guys. You got a great coach in, 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 in Monty Williams. So I think that could possibly be something he's back in the Western Conference. Now, the Miami Heat also have tradable pieces. They have a great coach in Eric Spolster. But I've always said the Miami Heat is one team away, excuse me, one player away for winning a championship. And I think Kevin Durant could be that final piece to go along with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Buckets. And I think if you can keep those those three together and build around those three, yes, you can give up a first rounder. Yes, you can give up Tyler Hero and whoever else you need to give up to move forward. But at the same time, if you got those three, along with Eric Spolscher, along with the godfather himself, Pat Riley, I think the Miami Heat is, will put the Eastern Conference and probably the, the rest of the basketball world on notice that the Miami Heat could be back in contention for a championship mm-hmm. and actually get over the hump past the Eastern Conference Finals, something they didn't do last season, unfortunately, against the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if they get Kevin Durant or Phoenix gets Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant's only going to go to a contender. He's not going to you know, uh, uh, Memphis, he's not going to go to Chicago. He's not going to go to Portland, which all you thirsty trailblazer fans get on again. Y'all getting on, y'all starting to get on my damn nerves because you guys are wishing upon a star and hoping it lands by midnight and it's not going to happen. No one is going to Portland to win. Portland is a place where dead men die. Need to come to okay. LA. And I love and I love Dame Lillard. Yeah. I, I respect Dame yeah. Dollar. I think Damian Lillard is an incredible player. I think he's a first round Hall of Famer. Um, you know, first ballot, I should say Hall of Famer. But no one's coming to Portland to win. They they just don't have it. Yep. And I've been why the hell would you come to Portland? That. What the hell is in Portland? Like, really, like what is in Portland? He's not going to Minnesota. Mm-mm. I mean, so there's only so so many places he could go as a contender. Mm, what about like Boston? Because Boston has assets. Now, now the only place I could see him going would be the Los Angeles Clippers because he was once upon a time interested in going to the Clippers because he did like Steve Ballmer. And I could see the Clippers making a move for Kevin Durant to okay. bring him to Los Angeles to now to really compete to go along with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and uh, John Wall. I could see that happening as well. I think I think they couldn't negotiate something with Brooklyn that would appease their appetites. I know that they just recently signed uh, Evicha Zubat to a mm-hmm. three-year, $33 million deal. So that's a salary right there. You could probably throw in Luke Kennard, who also has a hefty salary, maybe throw in Terrence Mann and maybe another first-round pick, something to that degree, and bring them in. Maybe even throw in a Reggie Jackson, who knows? But at least you can actually have you have some tradable pieces on that roster that you can work with and that you can move to get a guy like a KD. Who's he- when healthy, arguably one of the, the most prolific scorers we've ever seen. You, you don't think um, Bro- if the Clippers call Brooklyn, like I know Clippers have assets, they got drafts, but wouldn't you think Brooklyn would be like, give me Paul George or give me Kawhi? If they said no, nope. they know better. They know better. Who the- yeah. they, they they know better. You, you you don't even ask for that. You can try. Yeah, that's you can try, and, and yeah. then once they finish laughing at you, then they say, okay, let's really get down to business. So who else do you want? Not named Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, 
or John Wall? Who else hey, do you want? Hey, I'm gonna throw this out there, man. Hey, come to LA, KD. We'll throw AD, Russell Westbrook. No, nah, that's not I'm happening, kidding, bro. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's I, not I, it. I you see, you smarter than that, John. You're smarter than that. You know better. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll be trolling. Sometimes I'll be trolling on Twitter more. You know, Dude, I, I I seriously want to reach my hands forth and pray for you sometimes, man, because I know you over there going through it. Yep, it is. But uh, <laughs> at, at, at the end of the day, man, I've done it before. Brandon Ingram was here the days when he had to be Zubak struggling. You know, been through it again. And it is what it is. But like, but what does that tell you? Since KD made a trade request, does that mean Kyrie's leaving now? Well, let's let's dial back a bit. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's because KD requested a trade that he's actually going to be traded this season because yeah. it's still up to the Brooklyn Nets. If mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets don't feel like they have some hefty pieces in re- they can get in return uh, for Kevin Durant, obviously you're not going to get equal value for a guy like Kevin Durant. But if they don't get enough hefty pieces as they feel they can get, then he's not going anywhere. He can request a trade all he wants. He's still not going anywhere until they deem it necessary for him to depart from the confines of Brooklyn. Okay, well, breaking news from ESPN Nets GM Sean Marks is working with Kevin Durant and his rep, a business manager, you know, to get him a new home. I mean, again, it's still up to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. And it's still and they have to get sizable pieces. Now, even if there's a may there may be a third team involved that they may have to get involved in order to get a lot more in return for Kevin Durant. I could see that happening as well. But again, it's still up to the Brooklyn Nets because he's still under contract with the Brooklyn Nets. It's great that they're working with Kevin Durant and his and his team because that shows some type of movement as it pertains to, hey, okay, we want to make you happy. We want to get you to a place that you want to go to. Um, and so I can see, like I said, Phoenix, possibly the Clippers, because you want to trade him. If you're going to trade him, you want to trade him out of the Eastern Conference. You don't mm-hmm. want to be able to see – you want to see him twice a year not yeah. three or four. So ideally, you may want to trade him to the West, somewhere in the Western Conference. Um, again, that's why I said the Phoenix Suns and possibly the LA Clippers could be a destination. But at the same time, if you're going to trade him in the Eastern Conference, yeah. Miami looks to be very, yeah. very appetizing. And who the hell is going to say no to South Beach? Shit, I wouldn't either. <laughs> but what about like teams like Denver that has the assets, though? Like Denver? KD wants to win. Yeah, true. But, you know, there's gonna be a team out there that may may come out of nowhere and just now they could be a third team in the yeah. mix. But yeah. I still don't think that. I, again, I could be wrong, but I don't yeah. think KD would go to a team that um, is not going to win. Yeah, like you want to be on a contender, but right? You may be right about Phoenix because there's reports about Brooklyn being interested in Andre Ayton. Yeah, DeAndre. Ayton, I mean, yeah. DeAndre. Ayton, yeah. Like I said, you could do a sign and trade. You can. Um, Mm-hmm. And then go go that route, you know, Dang. do a sign and trade. Hey, okay, for that for that amount, like I said, there's only three destinations I can see truly KD going to. Again, any destination is possible, obviously, because you have teams that have better assets than others. But if you're going to send this guy to a contender, and you really want to work with his representatives. You want to send him to a contender. Okay, let me see here. Okay, now I'll read that later. Uh, but yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. Whew, I didn't think this was gonna happen. I didn't think KD was gonna ask for a trade, but it's the NBA, you know. It's gonna be, you know, anything happens, it's possible. But uh, yeah, man, um, thank you, Nick Hamilton, for joining. Man, go ahead and tell your people where they can follow you and tell them about your podcast. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me on once again, man. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you having me on. You can check me out every Tuesday 
10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145, TMA with Nick Hamilton, and all on all streaming platforms for free 99. You can also subscribe and download my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. That's youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. And also check us out at nightcastmedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, community tech, entertainment, all rolled into one. That's nightcastmedia.com. Peace.